Welcome to Two for Brew. I'm Todd Brinker. And I'm Tobin Brinker. And today we are talking about Thompson Brewing in Corona, California. Uh, 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 Riverside. I'm sorry, Riverside, California. You mean everything isn't the centered around me? No, you think that Corona is the center of the world because you live there, but there are places <laughs> outside of Corona, Todd. Riverside is one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's Corona light. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, we had a great experience at Thompson's the other night, and it was part of a, a, a twofer, right? We actually started our night at uh, Route 30 and mm-hmm. finished our night at... A couple hundred yards Thompson. away. <laughs> yeah, and so our last episode was all about Route 30, and we kind of teased a little bit about Thompson. And so tonight we're going to give you, or today we're going to give you our our experience at Thompson. And um, the, the two, I think, are... Um, they help each other. I think that having two so close is, is kind of a great business model. Uh, uh-huh. You're going to draw a lot more people in because they've got choices and options, and you know, it's it, it just adds to the whole experience. I agree. I, th- I think the idea of having, in fact, it would almost be nice if, and, and, and I know they occasionally do it for like festivals and stuff, to set up like a beer garden type place where you have several different breweries in the area, and then yeah. um, you know they they can actually do they could do combined like entertainment or something, you know, to, to bring people to each of them if they were. Uh, now, yeah. the, the, uh, Route 30 and Thompson are, are not close enough that they could, like, park a band out in between them very easily because no. just the way they're laid out. But uh, but I think that that would be kind of cool if they did that. By the way, uh, they are, are at 9900 Indiana Avenue, Suite 7 in Riverside. So yeah, and, and um, when, when we were at uh, Route 30, we ran into some friends, and they told us that the... Uh, location for Route 30 is the old location for Thompson's. That's actually where they started, and then they mm-hmm. outgrew it, and now they're in this bigger, yeah. location, a couple hundred yards away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they didn't move very far, and then so so fans didn't have to go looking too much too far. And one of the things that they they moved for was the ability they wanted enough room to have a full kitchen so that they could serve food. And boy, am I glad they did. They yeah. have some great food. In fact, honestly, um, they have a bewildering. Uh, choice of of brews. I mean, they, for a place that doesn't uh, work as a uh, you know as a uh, uh, what do they call it when you um, just a regular bar where they're serving other people's yeah. stuff, you would think they yes. they were because you see the 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 number of different options that they have, and you go. That, that was my first. That was yeah. my first question when we walked in, Todd. I asked the one, "Do you guys brew all of these, or are these you know from some other place?" And she right. was adamant, "No, these are all of our beers." <laughs> All of our stuff. Yeah, yeah, and they've yeah. got a pile of them. In fact, it's kind of cool. We can talk a little bit about you know your impression when you walk in. Um, you know, when you come in, there are I think three or four tables to your left um, that are uh, you know I think they seat eight people and they've got chairs with backs. Big deal for me, backs on the chairs. Um, and uh, uh, but they've also got seating upstairs and out back and on a patio out back. So they've got lots of seating. Um, uh, but there's a line, and we were there for over an hour, and the entire time, there was a line. I mean, it was moving, yes. but it was just as they would move people through, more people would get in line. And it never got so long that it was, like, out the door, but there was always a group. There were there was always a half dozen to maybe eight or nine uh, people standing in line or groups of people standing in line. And, um, and you know, that's a, just a testament to their... Um, 
to their variety and the quality of the stuff that they've got there. Um, so this is a different this is a different uh, uh, type of experience than let's say Route 30 because this mm-hmm. place is the full restaurant. It's a bigger location, and yeah. so you know you can't really do a side by side comparison of these two. They're they're right. really playing on a very different level. They are. This is a much more finished, like you said, restaurant. You walk in and, and you yes. get the sense that, you know, I mean, they've got like decorate, not just decorations on the walls or, or something hanging on the walls. They had a wall that was a a, 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 a wood uh, chevron on the wall. You know, it was a wooden, yes. you know, f- accent wall that they had done. So the place has been decorated and, you know, it's a place you could take somebody to go to dinner and they may not have, you know, drink beer at all if they wanted in, to. In, in fact, I, I felt it, it sometimes it's almost a better restaurant than it is a brewery and don't get me wrong i like the beers too but i love the food i'm a we love barbecue and yeah my, my meal you know was a home run plus yeah they're so. world-class barbecue they really are it's, yeah. it's it's great food um uh martha thompson is the owner and uh uh and primary chef and isabel thompson is the assistant chef so it's a family affair master brewer is brian thompson uh, i'm just looking at their website and nice. uh, and uh Corbin is their head cashier, so another Thompson. So it's it's definitely a family deal, um, you know. And you kind of get that. You get that, you know. I mean, I you and I came in and we had we we did our orders. We each got a flight, so we could try a variety of things. And and uh, we only had one beer in common in our two flights, and they were both four poor flights. So it was seven beers between us. Um, yeah, seven, seven different beers gives you a, a good representation of mm-hmm. what they do because we try to pick from across the spectrum. Yeah, and that's um, probably only half of what they offer. It is. They <laughs> have a lot of beers. Yeah, it, their, their tap list is is astounding in, yeah. in its and, in and, its and, and, depth. And a wide variety across the spectrum right. of beers you might like. Yeah, yeah, and and in addition to that, they do have uh, uh, wine and and soda, and it's not your typical Coke and Pepsi. It is like um, uh, I can't remember the brand of it off the top of my head, but it was um, you know like a. Um, uh, handcrafted sodas. Yeah. They also do boozy slushies and and seltzers. So I mean, again, like a restaurant, there's lots of options. So if you have a a family member or spouse or something that you want to take, and they're not a beer person, there's things for them to drink if they want to try so, other. So things. I saw I saw a couple that was sitting near us that had one of those boozy slushies, and they looked really good. I thought, you know, if I brought my wife back with me, mm-hmm. there would be something some stuff here she would really like too. It yeah, was, yeah, they're meant to appeal to a wide range of folks. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean their 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 list of stuff on tap is is impressive. It's there's there's it's a big list. <laughs> yeah, they so, probably have twenty five different things on tap. So, the food that I got was mm-hmm. like I said, sort of the 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 star for me in a lot of ways. And I had a brisket mac and cheese. Now we've been here before, <laughs> and I felt like the one that we had that that night was just better. I don't know. It just I, I love their food. I yeah. love their food. It was so rich and creamy. The, the, the fatty brisket just really melted it in your mouth. Um, they yeah. have this great barbecue sauce that just accent everything perfectly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I walked Yeah. I'm so not happy. a fan of mac and cheese, but their mac and cheese with brisket on it is absolutely star. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, it's a, a top notch meal. Um, I have, I have a tendency, I like pulled pork. And so I've gotten the pulled pork sandwich there a couple of different times. And I really, really like that as well. And they do a very different type of sauce on it. Instead of a tomato-based sauce, it's a uh, it's a white sauce um, that I believe is like a vinegar-based sauce. So it's more like that yeah. um, that uh, 
there's a section of like North Carolina where they do those kind of vinegar based sauces. You're- your wife looked at you funny when she saw the white sauce. She's like, are you sure this is what you said it yeah. is? Yeah. I was like, it's, it's the same thing I got you the last time I got you that sandwich. Yeah, because I brought her one home. And uh, although in retrospect, I felt bad because I should have gotten her the mac and cheese because she likes beef more than pork. And yeah. she loves mac and cheese. And so that would have been a better meal for her. Um, and I just, uh, you so, know, goof on my part. <laughs> I made a mistake when we when we walked in, Todd. Um, one of the things we had done at Route 30, and, and I always mm-hmm. try to do this, is ask the, the bartender, the beer tender, to kind of help me to put the beer in a, a progression. In order, right? right, yeah. So yeah, we so both gave, we her, gave her a list of four beers, and she just yeah. set them down in the order that we asked for them. Yes. Yeah. And, and so when <laughs> we were tasting them, um, I had um, an interesting experience where I had a beer that was sort of a stronger beer followed by a beer that was... A, a lighter beer, mm-hmm. and I think it affected my impression of both beers in in a sense. And uh, you had it in a different progression, and so I think right. we had a very sort of different experience yeah. with a couple of these. Beers well, it's funny because the beer that we had in common was our third beer. Yeah, and what we had before that was significantly different. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, what was your first beer? My first beer was an American was an American wheat beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a wheat beer fan. I thought this was a really good representation of that style of beer making. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it looked just right. It, it was, you know, with the wheat beer, you get just a little bit of a haze to it, but it's still got a, a right. It's, it's, you can still see through it. It's clear, but a little bit of haze. Had a right. great smell to it. I, I always think of it as like drinking bread, you know? Right, and, yeah. Uh, and it kind of was, was that happy. way. You know, I tasted it as well. It was a 5.7 ABV, and um, which is kind of, you know, average. Um, for yeah. for uh, handcrafted beers, and it was um, you know I'm not a wheat beer fan. Uh, I they're okay, but they're not my thing uh, generally. But it was really good. I liked that wheat beer. It's a wheat beer I could drink. Yeah, I I mm-hmm. it, I, I would have been happy to have a big mug of that and sit there all night and drink wheat beer. Yeah, loved it. Now I went a different direction on my first beer. I got a Belgian triple. And it was a 10.5 ABV, so you got to be careful with this stuff. And um, I felt that it had a very yeasty finish that was almost off-putting. I mean, it was it was a kapow type. Of, it was, it's like when you first start drinking, it's like this is not so bad. And then after you swallow, you kind of get this this mouth feel. This this wasn't even feel. It was just it was the um, it was the finish on the beer, and it, and it, again, it's a triple, and and it's it's a Belgian, so it just it was very yeasty at the end, yeah. um, to the point where I almost didn't so, finish the glass. I did, but it but it was it was yeah very distinct taste. So it's interesting. You started with a Belgian beer. I finished with a Belgian beer, and right. they they both had some very interesting things about them. Um, yeah, you know, I tasted I tasted the triple, um, like you. I I had an issue with the. Uh, the finish on it. Yeah. Um, I didn't want more than just the little sip that I had. I, I really didn't feel like that was the beer for me. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because, uh, you know, they, on the one sign that they had when I wrote it down, it said it was a 10.5, uh, uh, ABV. If you look at their website, they say the Belgian triple is actually 11.4 ABV. <laughs> now you had the Belgian, uh, Saison, right? Yes. Yeah, but that, but that was my last one. I want to save that for the end. Right, so we'll talk about that later. But yes, but um, uh, yeah, we, I again, we both tasted each other, so we tasted each of these yes. things. So, uh, now, second beer up for you. So the second beer, they, they had a couple different brown beers. Uh-huh. I chose the American brown, and then you chose the 
Nut brown. Which, which brown did you get? The nut brown. And um, uh, so the American brown was a six point, uh, six point or six percent ABV. Um, it was mm. a darker brown. I thought it was really had that smooth caramel finish. Um, mm -hmm. And um, it was very dark colored. I like the deeper flavor of it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you said something to me along the lines of like a dark, like a dark roast coffee is what you got. Yeah, um, well, it wasn't coffee. I, I got a, a kind of a burnt taste to it. To me, okay. it tasted to me like the hops had been over roasted, and that's what got it so dark. And so, you know, sometimes when you're drinking dark beers, they're very smooth, and other times they have, yeah. you know, you taste how they got the darkness. And to me, I tasted the darkness a lot, and and it, I found that a little off putting because it was very strong in my, to me. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't feel that when mm -hmm. I had it, in because I had mine before I tasted yours, and right. so when I when I switched up to taste yours, yours tasted I'm going to say tasted weaker, didn't have the the, the kind of flavor t that I wanted, right? And so I, I felt like of the two, I had gotten the better deal. I got the the better <laughs> flavor beer um, because yeah. I had it first. Now you having had the other one first. Right. You were really quite pleased, I think, with... Uh, um, yeah, it was my brown. favorite beer of the night, which was the Nut Brown. And it's also... Um, uh, well, I, one place said 5.6, the other said 6 ABV, so it's in the ballpark there. Um, yeah. And, you know, it was a much more medium brown color, so it wasn't as dark. I would call it kind of a medium roast, uh, uh, roast and it had what I, what I termed a warm, nutty, uh, drinkable thing. Now, obviously, it wasn't warm. It was a cold beer. Um, yeah, no. But it, to me, was just a very drinkable, very likable brown beer. And, um, and you know, in comparing the two, having had the nut brown first and then tasting the American brown, the American brown just seemed um, way over the top on the roasted flavor that, that to me, dominated the beer and was, was yeah. seemed out of place. Um, but, again, order has a lot to do with it. And also, you know, your personal likes and dislikes. Well, I really like the I nut think, brown. I think, for me, having that American brown as my second beer distorted mm -hmm. my perception of the next several beers because I didn't I didn't rank the nut brown nearly as well as you did mm -hmm. um, and then the one that we had after that which was the Imperial Irish Red that we both had in common that was our third mm -hmm. beard in common um, uh, I think I had a very different perception of that because I, I still had this strong lingering flavor from this this strong mm -hmm. American American brown beer yeah. Well, and in fact, to go on to that one, you know, the Imperial Irish Red was the one beer we had in common. It was our third beer for both of us. And after yeah. tasting the the the, uh, the American Brown, you didn't taste what I tasted because I tasted the Imperial Irish Red and said, you know, it's got a little bit more of a burnt flavor and a heavy roasting than the Nut Brown did. And even though it was a red instead of a brown, it was it was a little bit dark on the red side. You know, I mean, the red's there's a variation in reds and i taste a little bit of that burnt finish on it as well which after having had the american brown you didn't taste at all yeah i i was um i was underwhelmed i kind of thought the flavor mm -hmm. was kind of not i don't want to say not there i just it didn't it didn't hit right for me um, right and again i think i think at that point my taste buds were just off from having that stronger beer um uh, uh, I felt like it lacked a little bit of yeah. the flavor and the and the body. That yeah, the, uh, just goes back to had. us taking wanting to take advantage of the the knowledge of the uh, the server of the 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 uh, the person who's pouring to say, hey, what order would I, should I drink these in? What what order yeah. would you put them in? And you know, I mean, they may not and always be us. perfect, right? It's totally on us because I mean, she might have had really good input. She might have also said, well, it depends. 
you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, yeah. it and, and in a sense it does. It's a matter of what you like, because, um, you know, for me, the the red was my second favorite beer of the night. And it was uh, quite good. I thought um, I we, we've had some better reds, but this was, um, you know, a, a, a good beer in my mind. Um, ABV was sitting at eight, by the way. So it's it's yeah. a it's a little stronger. bit stronger red than most of the reds that we drink, which tend to be between five and six, I think. Um, so I, I want to make two more observations about this beer and then in general about the beers we had at Thompson. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, the, the smell of this red was a, a nice scent. It was mm-hmm. a, a sweeter, um, nuttier yeah. smell to me. Um, but I probably would have enjoyed it more again because I think my, my senses were right. off. But I thought it had a nice a nice bouquet. Yeah. Um, and then also, not just the, the Imperial Irish Red, but pretty much all of the beers had a really good head on them that that's yeah actually more so than just about any of the breweries we've been to recently yeah a lot of you know we've been to that they they, there's a little head when they first pour it and then it's gone but Mm -hmm. here they all had a nice head and it seemed to stay with the beer yeah we were at the table for however long we were there drinking it just you know yeah i i that says something about the quality of the beer too. It does, and it well, and it just it's it's a it's a factor in the enjoyment of the beer. It's not you know the end all yeah. be all, but it's it's part of what helps you enjoy something, right? So yeah, um, yeah, it was kind of interesting to see that that they, that they all maintained a little bit of that that uh, foam on the top, whereas it's honestly it is, I'd forgotten what it was like to have a beer with a little bit of foam, you know. And it's not like you want to drink a glass of foam. But it's nice to have a little bit of that head on there. You know, that way you know there's some carbonation yeah. in there and it's actually doing its thing. And um, we've been to a few places. I mean, actually, Route 30 was kind of that way where they some of the beers had a very fine carbonation, almost to the point where yeah. it, you know, didn't didn't taste carbonated very much at all. Um, and that's interesting, too, in its own way. But, um, you know, and, and I don't feel like anything that we had at Thompson was like so overly bubbly that they, you know, carbonated it up just to, to give us that head it just it just seemed like a, a a good nice balanced mix i thought yeah i thought they got it got it right about mm-hmm. right for the, the having the carbonation in the head on those yeah. beers um, so it added to the experience so let's talk about your fourth beer <laughs> my belgian saison this was i think the most intriguing beer to me uh-huh. um first thing when i smelled it it had a vanilla uh scent to it it did and it had a really kind of a rich gold color um, almost heading towards mm-hmm. towards the red, um, and I felt that this flavor was uh, really sort of intriguing to me, mm-hmm. and I couldn't put my finger on something. And and you and I were both tasting it, and like, what is that? Mm-hmm. What is that? What is that? And then you went and did a little research, and and read about it, mm-hmm. and it, it's a spiced beer, right? Right. And so now I'm like, I couldn't quite place the spice. Yeah. And you 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 named a couple different spices, and I'm like, I don't know, but yeah, but it. it I enjoyed it. Well, vanilla was I, one of them for sure because there was yes. some vanilla in it, and we smelled that up front. Um, but you're right; it was a spicy beer that was a little different. The saisons are are that way. They're, I think I've had some that I think I liked a little bit more. It also, being a Belgian, had a um, uh, had that yeasty finish, so there was a little bit that was similar to the to the Belgian triple that I had, but much yeah. less so. So it wasn't as much of a like I said, literally kapow. When I, I mean, when I when I was making notes on on the uh, on the triple, it was kapow um, because it was a very uh, strong finish. This one had a much milder finish, and then it was blended with those sort of spices. Uh, it was an interesting. So I beer. always I always try to pick at least one beer that's sort of outside of my normal 
you know, what would I drink kind of a beer? And and for me at Thompson, this was my, my reaching beer. This is the one I was right. like, well, I read the description of it. I'm like, I don't know what I'll, if I like that or not, but let's try it. And yeah. I did enjoy it, but I, like I said, I found myself really thinking about the flavor afterwards, trying to figure it out. Right. And uh, at the end, I just have to say I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good beer, but right. I couldn't quite figure out what that other spice was. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't. It, and again, it's the kind of thing that if, you know, if they hadn't been so busy on a Friday, we might have been able to talk to um, uh, the brewmaster and say, hey, you know, or talk to somebody up at the front and say, well, you know, what what is that? Uh, what are the other spices that are in there? We're just curious. Uh, see if they're yeah. willing to talk about it. They may or may not. Um, uh, and my my last drink was definitely a stretch for me because, um, you know, when I'm thinking beer, I don't generally think sours. And uh I got a blackberry sour. It was a 3.8 uh, ABV. And I think you, you pretty much nailed it when you said, that tastes like juice you would give a child. It does. It, <laughs> and it, it was like, I... yeah, it was a sour blackberry. And if you have a kid who likes uh, Sour Patch Kids, it's right up yep. their alley. Yeah, yeah. It, it was an interesting flavor. Um, it, I. It was, I guess it was refreshing. It was a nice little thing to end on. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would want a full big glass of that. So no. The little taster size that you got was it probably about all you'd want. Yeah, that little uh, uh, four ounce or five ounce pour was plenty, yeah. and and I finished it. It was good. It was good yeah. for what it was, but I didn't think of it as beer at all. No. I mean, it and was yeah, it was, was a no bright beer. berry red color. It looked like fruit punch, and yeah. uh, and it had a pretty mild carbonation on it, and it tasted like sour juice in fact quite honestly if i it, it looked like raspberry to me even though it said it was a blackberry sour the juice looked like raspberry juice or, or the color of a raspberry and uh, yeah i mean it was um you know we, we each try to step out a little bit and that was a big step out for me and you know, i was pleasantly surprised again i i you know it might be something you have sort of as like uh, i i i took it as a dessert Right. So after I had, I I drank the other ones, I tasted them, uh, uh, you know, and and we started before our meal came and then we finished them through our meal. I had finished my meal. I saved that till after the meal. And then I had this sour and it was like, yeah, that was a nice little sort of refreshing dessert beverage. Um, I'm hesitant to even call it a beer. It's 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 no, I yes, it's not a beer. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's a it's a blackberry sour. Yeah. So this, this this past visit, we were really focused more mm-hmm. on the beers because we knew we were going to be doing the podcast. But right. we've been to Thompson's before. We also enjoyed some of the uh, entertainment options, specifically right. ping pong. Ping pong. They've well, it's there. funny how we did it, too, because it was a little awkward. Um, we When we walked in, we actually walked in from the backside of the building the first time. We didn't even notice that there was a door in the front. I mean, we walked right past it, so it was there. But we weren't aware of it. We came in from the back. And so the back, they have the big roll-up doors that are like, you know, big, uh, you know, light industrial building type of roll-up doors that were open. So we wandered up through there and got up to the front and they said, we're not open. And I said, what time do you open? They said five o'clock. It was 4.56. (laughs) And we're like, okay. So we walked in the back and we played ping pong for a few minutes and then we walked back up front, which was a, a little weird. I guess they, they're serious about they open at 5 o'clock. Um, yeah. you know, and honestly, I, I mean, I, I teased it was a little weird. It was a little awkward. But it was 
one of those things where maybe they've got a um, a use permit, you know, because of parking, and yeah. the other businesses that are in that little industrial area shut down at five, and so maybe they're you know they legally are not allowed to open till five, and so there are sticklers about it. They didn't explain, and I didn't question them. It was just like yeah. okay, so we went and played ping pong for four minutes, and then came back. But we played a little more than four minutes, but we had we fun. Did. They, they actually have some some nice little entertainment things there, mm-hmm. um, and you know, so this this place is offering more than just the the beer experience. Yeah. Um, my uh, our our college fraternity held an event there a couple years ago, mm-hmm. um, and took over the whole upstairs area for that event. Right, and um, you know, and so they they do uh, have a really nice facility, mm-hmm. and you can do events there and have a great time take your kids i mean it's yeah. more than just it's well because not, they not, have the multiple seating areas they have that room that you can basically have a group event there which is nice yeah um, but, but you don't feel like you're walking into a bar i guess you know some of these right. places you feel like i'm definitely in a bar that said i wouldn't i wouldn't book like a group event for my kids soccer team there in that room yeah you know because it is a, it is a brew pub um, but is. if you've got a, an adult group of people who who want to you know do a celebration or something um, you can, you know, rent the room and uh, and do it. And you certainly would have great food in addition to a stunning, and I use that word absolutely meaning it, stunning variety of of uh, beverage choices. In, so, uh, Todd, can yeah. you describe for our listeners how they displayed their beer on the counter when we came yeah, in? Yeah, I, I really I liked that. that. Yeah. Yeah, so when you walk in, they've got a, a television screen that is their menu, and it's on the wall vertical and lists every beer with its ABV and like a one-sentence or a one-line phrase sort of describing what that beer is. Okay, and then then you move up a little closer to where all the taps are, and up above, up above them they have an assortment of television screens that display the menus for all the food and all the beers again, this time just the names of the beers, not the, um, not the, uh, I, they may still have the ABV, but they didn't have the description there anymore. Yeah. But sitting along the top of the taps, on top of the little stainless steel bar that goes across the top where all the taps are mounted, is a um, mason jar with a little bit of that liquid in it so you can see what it looks like. So you see all these different varieties of drinks from the uh, the red raspberry looking sour to the to the you know variety of different yellows and ambers and golds all the way through the browns and the and the almost black looking um, um, beers. And so I thought that was a cool way to do it because you could see what's going on you know i mean they have an imperial breakfast stout and a coconut porter that are uh you know the color of tar and uh you know and those aren't two that we tasted this time out but you know they're very dark the american brown was very dark you know and then you get the lighter reds like the nut brown and the uh and the uh, irish red um you know and and then they just work your way on up to the to the much lighter looking um you know, IPAs and lagers and, and the wheat beers and the blondes. And, you know, it's just, it, again, a stunning variety of choices. And easily, I thought it was... Easily 20, maybe, 20 or more. Yeah, I said 20 to 25 from. earlier. I haven't actually yeah. counted them all, but it's it's um, you know, it, it's it's amazing the variety in which they have brewed there. And, um, you know, when we were talking to our friends uh, prior to coming over there, over at um, Route 30... One of them had said, you know, that they felt like that a lot of the stuff at Thompson was sort of in their wheelhouse, that there wasn't a lot of of, um, 
taste differentiation, and I've got to beg to differ. I really felt like they had a a uh, a wide spread on the taste, just in the the seven beers that we tasted, um, yeah. significantly different flavors, and so it's not just twenty five different versions of you know what the one guy likes. It's, it, each of those are very different, and you know if you like beer at all, they're going to have a beer you like. You just have to, you know, you may not find it immediately, but they're going to have one. I, I thought of the the mason jars with all the different colors of the different beers as sort of mm-hmm. a mason jar beer rainbow. Yeah, um, and uh, I'm going to have happy dreams about my beer rainbow because uh, we had a great experience. Yeah, um, you know this 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 is a top notch facility. And the attention to detail is there in every aspect. It's a it's a beautiful building when you walk in. I mean, the way they've mm-hmm. got it set up. Yeah. Um, I will great, say again, the from great. the outside, there's not a lot of signage. Probably has to do with the building that they're in and the rules. And that was one of the things we complained about with Thirtieth um, uh, uh, as well was that there there's not a ton of signage. You know, you have to look so, at the the door and the window. I'm going to disagree with you, Todd. Okay, um, you think there was more were, signage? Yeah, because actually. They have Thompson's Brewing big up on the on the side of the building, and they're facing right out to the street. Ah, you're right. Versus, you're right. I take that. Route, versus Route 30, which is in the middle of an industrial complex, not right. facing the street. Right. Yeah. Route 30. Yeah. No, you're right. Because as we drove by, you said it's right there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because they had it posted up on the wall, um, and then yeah. they also have, I think, a van out in front that has that's logoed with their their uh, yeah. uh, name on it. So, so Thompson's definitely has better signage, but um, mm-hmm. but Route 30 needs needs to work on theirs a little bit. But I, again, th- there was uh, there was not much to, to to knock them on. I mean, I really felt like they yeah they are doing a really good job at what they do, and you'd be yeah. hard pressed to not have a good experience there. I think. Oh, I agree, and and, and the variety of foods that they offer too. And I mean, yep. you know, I will be the first to admit that neither of us have gone and tried much beyond the things we already mentioned in the food because we like what we had so much. Um, but I think yeah. we did get some loaded tots or loaded fries or something like that the first time we came. And those were excellent as well. And, uh, you know, and they've got, uh, you know, a full menu of things. Um, and as they, they're on their website, it talks about handcrafted beer and food. And that's definitely the feel you get when you come in there is that there's just, um, a lot of care going into each of these things. And I think you would, uh, um, you know, it's, like I said, it's a, it's definitely a family, um, business and a family affair there. And the, uh, and it shows, you know, it, the, it, it the just best, shows in the care that they put into everything. The best testimony that we can give more so than even what we just said tonight about this, this location is the fact that they had a line that just never died and yeah. kept moving and, and, and they handled it. They, they were yeah. able to move people through and yep. they were prepared for it and very, very professionally run and good quality so yeah that's why people go there yeah well and too you know if you recall um i ordered a uh we talked about it i ordered a pulled pork sandwich to go and um i specifically said that you know because it comes with um onions and pickles on it and my wife doesn't like onions and pickles so i said you know do the onions and pickles on the side i should have just said hold the onions and pickles because she threw them away um but uh when the guy brought them out brought it out he had packaged it to go as i had asked for i opened the box to look and before he walked away he goes did i make it right you know he wanted to know that i made it that he made it right because he you know if he hadn't he was yeah. going to fix it and i said yep yeah. it's on the side everything's where we wanted it thank you you know 
Um, But it was nice that, you know, he just he cared enough to not just deliver our food, but also say, you know, is is it what you would ask for? Did we get, you know, we got this right for you. Right. Which was nice. Very nice. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, just overall, like I said, I think that they're uh, they seem like they're they're nice folks and the quality of the food all the way around is delicious. Um, they do from scratch barbecue pork beans with um, like this, the pork sandwich and uh, they have a brisket sandwich that also comes with the, the pork beans. And they, you know, it's an option on a variety of the different things. They do um, chicken a couple different ways. They do burgers. Um, they have veggie burgers for those who are uh, are vegetarian. Uh, vegetarian and don't want to eat the eat beast beast meat. And, uh, you know, they've got a variety of salads. And they even do a Saturday and Sunday brunch between 12 and 2. Um, in fact, mm. I, I'm interested to try. They, they have a hot mess waffle, which is a Belgian waffle with maple chipotle sauce, chicken tenders, uh, and syrup, and an uh, um, an egg. And so okay. it's sort of uh, their take on chicken and waffles, I guess. Uh, right. Amongst a variety of other things, they've got breakfast sandwiches and chicken fried steak and, and Belgian waffles and uh, so yeah, you know, like I said, they they are a full service restaurant on top of being an excellent um, brew pub. So, uh, so so Todd, uh, the the last few episodes we've had, mm-hmm. actually, pretty much all of them have been out your way, out Corona and Riverside. Right. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that our next one, uh, maybe we end up at Escape Craft Brewery in Redlands, uh, and I and I say Escape because they recently transitioned from being sort of one of those smaller hole-in-the-wall kind of breweries in a little industrial complex mm-hmm. to now they're in a new location, downtown Redlands, with the full restaurant and the brewery. Ah, uh, so they've major, more recently made upgrade. the transition that Thompson made. Yeah, and I'd yeah. kind of like to have that experience and, and say, you know, what is it that, how are they doing it? Are they doing it right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and share that with our listeners. Um, well, the and, other uh, thing that's also interesting to find out, too, is how are they doing it differently, you know? Yep. Because everybody has their own spin on how they want to run their business and how their their everything works. So yes, um, I'm always curious to see, you know, like clearly Thompson is working. They've got plenty of people. I, presuming that they're selling stuff at a profit and that they're able to uh, make money doing this, um, you know, they certainly have plenty of people coming in to buy their product. So, um, you know, how would Escape do it? And do they? what do they do that's different? You know, I, I would be shocked if we found somebody else who had 25 different beers, you right. know, 20 or 25 different beers as an option. But um, That's a lot of beers. But you never know. You never know. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and then also also thinking of, ahead to some of our future episodes, um, I've got friends who speak very highly of the tap room in Grand Terrace, which is not a brewery, but they carry a bunch of the brews from the local breweries. Right. And so you get a, a variety of different choices at the tap room and people like to go there because it's got such a, mm-hmm. a good selection of beers right well you and i have gone to camp. a tap a tap room over in ontario as well that we yeah. we found that we liked um uh, as a nice stopping off point before you drop friends and neighbors and family off at the airport um so yeah it'd be interesting to try the one there in grand terrace <laughs> it's funny that we almost thought that thompson was a tap room because of the the sheer volume of different beers that they yes. had um, yes yeah, it'd be easy to mistake well, them for that. I'd also like to engage with our listeners a little bit. If they know of a good place that they think that we should go try, I'd like for people to start tagging us and posting us, you know, mm-hmm. sending us messages, say, hey, you know, go check it out. Absolutely. Um, so what's you know. your um, your uh, um, 
social media contacts? What should they, they Tobin, reach Tobin out Brinker to you? I'm Tobin everywhere. I'm Tobin Brinker on Facebook and on Instagram um, and on Twitter, although I don't go on Twitter very much. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, Facebook's probably the best place to find me. Um, and we probably should create a two for brew Facebook page as well. On Facebook yeah. Page. Yeah. Something we'll be working I on. I, I yeah. am, uh, for those who are listening and haven't listened to me on my other podcasts or my, or the radio show when we were doing that, uh, fairly adamantly anti social media companies, not so much the idea of social media, but the companies that are doing it. Um, I think that they have had some ill effects and ill intents, um, and and I don't care for their business model very much, and so I tend to not participate. Um, which you know, you make up for that. You you participate a lot. So I, I so, do. I do. So between so the two I'm of us, you you you're out there. I'm out there, and I'll let you know if I if we're getting feedback from our, our yeah. listeners that are saying, hey, you know, let's go go check out this this new location. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what? We can actually do that as a as a segment on the uh, show if we start getting regular feedback. I would love to be able to like, you know, let's go through our feedback and talk about it. And, you know, yeah. if people have some good ideas or suggestions on things that they would like to hear us, you know, talk about from different places. If there's something that we're missing, like that you would like to know about breweries, then please let us know so that we can, uh, you know, give you the uh, give you our two cents. You know, I mean, it's certainly not the the last word on anything, but it's, um, you know, we we go into this with an open mind and look to enjoy everything. Um, but you know, we're also going to be absolutely straightforward and honest about what we like and don't like about places um, yeah. or about specific beers. And um, I've got to say, when it comes to um, you know the places that we have gone to. Thompson's is is near the top of the list for me um, in terms of just uh, overall enjoyment because the food is so good, so good. Yes, it is. And um, and the you know and the beers are excellent as well. You know they and and there's you you could come there uh, you know every Friday for half a year and taste one beer and still have not gone through them. And they do a uh, a monthly like cycle beer. So it's not it may, you know. It, and we didn't even ask what this month's was, but they, um, you know, that there could be something that is, um, uh, you know, next month won't be there and then they'll have something else out. So even if you've gone through the entire, uh, tap list, there might be, you know, something new that you haven't had yet that, uh, you know, was a special release and they do these special releases monthly. So it's, um, you know, another piece of their business model right is the special releases monthly so uh that's also good to know so todd before we began the podcast today you asked me if i had kittens in my office with me yeah there was a concern and i thought i had removed them all but i've just started to hear little squeaks and 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 meows from behind me and i think one of them is still in here (laughs) you removed one and the other one was hiding Yes. Yeah, no, that's so, funny. That's that. funny. They're really good at curling up. Little kitties are, are, are really good at finding nice little cozy places that where you don't see them and they feel safe and then just going to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so now I'm like anxious, like he's going to jump out and claw me or something. Yeah, like, you know, that's what they do. Yeah, I'm awake and I'm ready to play. And of course, they play with claws spread wide, right? Yes, they do. By practice pouncing. Yes, they they need to practice their pouncing. Please give me your hand. And I will shred it for you. Yes. All anyway, right. Well, well 
This has been a good show. Um, I again, you know, uh, Thompson's Brewing is one yeah. of the best places around. If you want to have a really great experience, you should check them out. Yeah, it's uh, again Riverside um, uh, at uh, 9900 Indiana Avenue, Suite Seven, and uh, they're open uh, Wednesday and Thursday from five to eight, and Friday from five to nine, Saturday noon to nine, and Sunday noon to six. So seven days a week, um, uh, noon on weekends, and five during the week is when they open. So, uh, yeah, go give them a try. Good folks, good food, good beer. And thanks for joining us. I'm Todd Brinker. And I'm Tobin Brinker. Have a great week. We'll be back next Thursday. Two for brew. That's how I like my beer. Here with you. That makes it two for brew. Two for brew. That's how I like my beer. Here with you. That makes it two for brew.